Amen. And so let's pray today. Father, we just thank you right now for this moment, this opportunity, God, that we've gathered in your place. We also thank you for just, God, just the awesome things that you've done in our life. When we look back over our life, we can see you intricately in it, making ways out of no ways, protecting us and showing us. And God, even as we look back, God, historically, God, you brought us from a mighty long way. And God, we also realize we still have a long ways to go. And God, I ask that everything that we do will, will, will prepare us now for our future. Every moment we spend and we learn from you and we develop more of, more, more of your character and more of your qualities, God, we'll begin to just make impact into the world. And so God, I pray that the words that will come from my mouth, the very motives of my heart be acceptable unto you. For you are my strength, my redeemer. God, besides you, there's no other. I also ask that you would feed me on my feet. Give me clarity, understanding of your words so that lives will be touched, challenged, changed, and I believe never the same. And so God, we're so grateful and thankful for your word today. Why? Because it's your word that makes us new. Your word that teaches us about you. So make it clear and make it plain. In Jesus' name, would you shout real loud, amen. Come on, give God one of those big praises you got right there, right there, right there, right there. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Hey, y'all, real loud and proud. What time it is? Let me see them. What? Okay, I'm just checking. Somebody nudge your neighbor and say, there you go with your, I'm, yeah, with your Bible toting self. Amen, amen. I topped that one off. I was going to. Amen. Y'all need a Bible? Anybody need a Bible? Go and signal the ushers. They got one right for, for you. And so we want you to also, if you got your Bibles, turn them on. Some of y'all got Bibles. You got to turn on. Just turn them on. That's why I asked you to have a physical Bible because some of y'all got um, pictures in your um, phone that the devil may not take you serious on. You know, you can't be like, devil, get out of my face. They were like, no, you got duck lips in there. You know, you got other stuff in there. So you need, to, you need this. You need, you need to be like, devil. Amen. That's why I tell you, get a physical Bible, man. You know, they told, I, I, I told y'all, man, and they, they shared a Bible that falling apart shows a life that's not. Yeah. Amen. You got to read the back out of that, you know, and have it in your, in your, in your, in your house. And some of you, anybody still got one of those big old Bibles on your, um, 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 call it the end table now? Or the, with the family tree in it? Y'all still got that? The dust still in the middle right there? You ain't touched it in the way? <laughs> Amen. The white one with the Jesus and the hologram on the front. Amen. Some of y'all still got that one, boy. Um, amen. You got to have that. <laughs> All right. Well, we praise God for you. Ushers, y'all giving them a hand as they readjust themselves today. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Y'all, y'all, my, my dad, y'all remember my dad was up here um, last year in November. He, he told me, I talked to him yesterday. He said, y'all still having a good time in church? I mean, I grew up in the South. I'm from Florida, and sometimes, uh, you know, uh, we don't have. Uh, all right, y'all got some Florida riddies in here. All right, all right, and uh, all right, all right, I got family all around there, and so we praise God, man. And, and, and sometimes it's it's so good to gather together and just enjoy the company of one another. Oh, how sweet it is for us to gather together, unified, not uniform, but unified. And I praise God for it. And so I'm gonna close out this week. Um, with this series entitled The Greatest Love. Uh, we've been talking about this. We've been sharing this. 
Uh, we've been sharing it all month long, even in our rock roundups. You know, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, we get together 6 a.m. in the morning and the leaders uh, sharing as well. I tell you, man, so many of you all are on there in the mornings and we are locked in. Some of y'all may be laying down as well. I don't know because I don't see your faces, some of them. Y'all just be on there. Uh, but I hope that you are up and focused. Uh, some people are even all over the world be going to bed at night you know, and stuff like that. And so uh, all over the country, be on there at six o'clock. And so what, what's so amazing about it is that it shows you where God is at that time, everywhere. Like six o'clock is somewhere else in another time zone. It'd be Korea, another time zone. I'm like, God, in this moment, you're everywhere. And that's how he shows his love and his compassion and his just inexhaustible presence in our life. And so I'm going to talk today, uh, we've been talking about the greatest love, and we've been going through these messages, and I say that because I've been snatching and been empowered by the love messages all month. So think about it, we come here on Sunday, we get the greatest love, but the ministers and pastors have been sharing uh, every morning about the love of God from just so many different perspectives, and I believe the last one we heard on Friday was about the sacrificial love of God. And that thing just encouraged me as well, was really in line. All the ones that were sharing from just different perspectives of how not only God loves us, but also how we ought to love as well. You know, we can take this month for granted if we want to and not maximize the intensity of what it represents and how love is just, uh, just explained. You know, and, and also I, I feel proud as a, as a black man at times that, you know, we got the love month. Hey man, I just say that. I mean, you know, you know, as, as hard as it is sometimes, when we think about history, God chose to put the love month in the same month. All right, you know, I, I can feel it. I can mean, I'm, 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 I say it loud. You know, I am, I am, and, 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 and I don't say that in any other way except for who God made me to be. But my heart loves everybody. Like that's, that's really the truth of it, because uh, I, I don't have to, I, I tell people, be proud of who you are, everywhere you are, just make sure you treat everybody right. Amen. You know, that's the, because love in the world keeps us from being racist. That's all that's missing in a racist is love. That's it. <laughs> they just wouldn't talk how to love. So then they begin to see you differently and thought you was less than, because they didn't learn how to love. So that's what God taught us. That's why we as believers, no matter what color, creed, or culture we're from, we ought to show the love of God because that's the only way the world would know. They may not ever meet God on a a face-to-face basis as it relates to just maybe feeling his presence because they haven't fallen into faith yet. But when they meet us, when they meet mankind, when they meet those that have committed to the cause of Christ, they should feel some of this great love we know about. And so what we talked about a few weeks and in, in, in just in making this thing more understandable is that we talked about love is God's greatest attribute. See, love itself is not defined by anything else but God. In other words, how we love does not define God, but God defines love. Because we look for love in all the wrong places. No, we search for love. We love our cars and we love our houses and we love our things and we share that. But it still does not even compare to God's love. So when we understand God's love, we'll begin to reciprocate God's love. And we also talked about how love is God's nature. Somebody shout, love is God's nature. 
Like nobody has to make him do it. He is naturally good at it. He looked down on the world and saw us messing up, living life our own way, and decided he so loved us in spite of us that he would send his only son for us. Didn't know who would, so he called us a whosoever. So he didn't know if we would or not, but he said, let me extend something so that they know that I love them regardless. So it's his nature, and so when we know that nature of God, it should be our nature. In other words, somebody shouldn't tell you, man, you should be loving better. It should be a natural response of those that have experienced that love that God gives us. And also we talked about real love will be tested. Amen. We talked about that real butter versus margarine. Y'all remember that story? Y'all know that? You know, somebody, I told y'all go get some butter out there. Y'all gonna get that country crock and stuff like that. That ain't butter. It don't last. It can't sit out. It don't stand the test. You leave some margarine out, it's gonna just co 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 coagulate, whatever that word is. It just... No, I, I tell you, I, I keep butter out in the open at my house. All, I got salt in the little thing. I got pepper out in the open. And I got butter. A little olive oil. And that stays out all the time because it's the real stuff. But I talked about how real love will be tested. Your, if your love has been not been tested, it may not be true. Real love will be. It, 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 it tests us. Sometimes we have, to, we have to compromise even our own words. And we talked about last week, we ended that with the love, a love that forgives. Somebody shout, God love forgives. And when you accept God's forgiveness, it doesn't matter who still holds stuff against you. I mean, you got to accept it. You got to say, God, I know you forgive me. And it'll show you how important it is to forgive others. That you don't hold, because I found out that unforgiveness keeps you on the devil's playground. If you can't forgive your brother, the Bible says, God, how can God forgive you? I mean, you see your brother every day, you see your sister every day, and you're still holding grudges. I've learned to let it go. Look like another love. Okay, all right, okay, all right, all right, all right. I just come, come on back, Eric. Sometimes you got to let it go, because it'll knock you down. It'll keep you, otherwise you still get knocked upside the head at night. You got to let it go. Love forgives, and love, God loves has no limits. Somebody shout, no limits. It's limitless love. It goes beyond our character and our compromises and even our issues. So today I want to talk about a love that protects. As I'm even embarking into this new series, I realize even as I study the battles of the Bible, I see throughout it God's protection over his people. It's because of love. Love protects in a way that nobody else protects. Think about the stuff you love and how you guard it. You, the stuff you got that you really love is probably somewhere in a safe, in a safe deposit box, maybe locked up somewhere secure because usually you don't leave stuff you love out for things just to happen to it and not cover it and protect it. And so as we look at this love that protects, the Bible informs us and encourages even us about the protection power of our God. And as I even get into this series, The Greatest Victories, I'm going to talk about that next week. Come on back for that. And we're going to share those things because when we understand the protection power of God, many of us want to see God's protection as a magical force field that protects all of us from all harm. 
But it's not like that. Now, I believe that God can prevent evil and destruction from hitting our lives. However, we live in a fallen world where people have a freedom to choose. They have the freedom to choose good and evil. You know, we say sometimes if God was so good, why does good, bad things happen to good people? It's because of the freedom that people have in this world. So no matter how good God is, people have the choice whether or not they would do good or evil. Matter of fact, from the beginning of time, God has given us a choice of good and evil to either walk in it or, or, or walk in the good or accept the evil in our life and knowing that that evil will always lead to something that will separate us from God. Because we always say that, you know, we hear the Bible, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing that, that, that we can do, but we can choose to walk away. We can choose to be disobedient. We can choose not to adhere and to obey what God has said to us. And many times God works in ways in our life that we totally don't understand. And his protection sometimes comes in the form of peace. Anybody have God, ever had God guard your heart? You know, you felt that protection. God, you protected me from that thoughts. And I believe that sometimes it comes in the middle of despair when you're hurting. And as Christians, we are promised a new life in Christ and under God's protection. And we believe, and I know this personally, that nothing that we can do that can separate us from the love of God. He loved us, I always say, without a why, without a reason. That's why you can't find anywhere in Scripture why God loves you. Because if you did, you will find his condition. He loves us unconditionally. That's why you can't find out why he's so loved. So no matter what hardship you face, God is a provider. Somebody shout, he's a provider. And he's a protector. Turn real quickly to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And as we share the day, um, man, I, I just been, I was enamored um, by this. Matter of fact, um, Ryan was talking about the first part of this chapter on Friday, you know, it talks about, you know, we got, you know, we got real spiritual people in life. You know, you meet them all the time. And, you know, the Bible talks about at, at the beginning, if you have tongues of men and of angels, but don't have love, it's like a clanging cymbal, a resounding, a resounding gong, a lot of noise. And so it's no good for us to be like, man, I love the Lord. I, 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 I come to church, I sing songs, I, I play, I usher, I do all these things. And, 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 and I, I come and I pray loud and I speak so and so and this and that. But then I turn around, people can speak in tongues but not speak to their neighbor. Shy by and can't say hi. Okay, all right, y'all, okay. I know, you see it all the time. Some people say, well, who, who, who say hi first and who doesn't say hi first? I say, well, the one that realized love is in them. Sometimes people don't even know until you show. They don't even have a clue until you do. Literally, it's a, it's a light on like, man, God, I just saw that. I know they didn't have to do that. And God, all of a sudden, you begin to experience God's love. And so as we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it's one of the most loved and even well-known passages, I believe, in the Bible, one of them. And Paul places it right after his teaching of spiritual gift for a very specific reason. He, he places this because he knows that people love the spiritual side of things but not want to understand God's intimate side of things. 
It is really awesome that God puts this right in this place because he wants, because some of the gifts may seem impressive, and, uh, 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 but there's no self-sacrificing love because if there's no sacrificing love, what we're showing can be meaningless and even somewhat destructive. Somewhat destructive. And so I want to encourage you all, as Paul, throughout this chapter, they got about 13 verses in this, and he used about 14 different verbs to describe what love does and what love does not. Because there's a lot of things that love do, but there's a lot of stuff that love don't do. Love don't do a lot of stuff that we miss out on when we're trying to express love. And so as I understand this, it's, it's Paul describing it as he piles up these descriptive words, but it's also a direct representation of God's love represented through his people. And so we got to understand this because he teaches this from a foundational point. Paul is teaching this because he's preparing us for all of these prophecies and all of the tongues and even the proper way of worshiping that we're going to deal with even when, if you read it later in chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians, he deals with it in chapter 13 because he want to make sure that even when we get into worship, even when we get into prophecy, even when we get into speaking in tongues, we're saying what God is saying. Our love language is, 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 is represented in our tone because the concept in mind is that of agape. And I share this many times as it relates to agape. Uh, and we say this in the sense of, okay, agape is, is, is God's love. You know, it, it, it has a representation of God's love, but there's really no descriptive word um, to really give us the understanding of really how much God loves. But this is the closest comprehension of God's love because agape love is not just a love of my heart. It's a love of my mind that tells me I will love you because I know to love you. It doesn't matter how I feel about you. I know that loving you is the right thing to do. And that's what agape love, it gets us out of our feelings and out of our moments and it causes us to act in faith and love because sometimes when you're acting in the word agape of love, you may not see love given back to you right away. It may not be reciprocated right then. And so, because some of us, when we're loving, we're like, okay, we, we think we got agape until we don't see a response. And as soon as we don't see a response, there goes our condition. So we get a reason to stop showing that love, but God shows us how to continue to walk in that love because when we walk in love, God going to protect us. Oh, how many know that when you really walk in God's love, nobody can hurt you? Oh, you know, you can't say, you, you can't come, I lay down. See, when, when you look at God love, they, they, he had the power to call 12 legions of angels. To, he didn't need Peter to do nothing for him. He didn't need Peter to pull out his knife. God had, Jesus had power to call down angels. And I say this all the time, that if he would have saved himself, all he would have saved was himself, and we still would have been lost. And love caused him to continue. Like, literally, that though, he said, okay, I hear what they're saying, I see what they're doing, man, I feel what they're doing, and love continues to make me move. Because love will protect you, it'll protect your mind, it'll protect your heart, it'll cover you in the moments while you're even trying to move forward. 
And so I'm going to drop down to verse number 6, if you will, 1 Corinthians 13. And look what it says here. I, it's a lot of stuff that said men of the tongue, the angels, all that good stuff in that. And so, but then it gets to this point right here. And it talks about all these different things. And verse 6 says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices. So I need somebody to say rejoices. It rejoices with the truth. It always, verse 7 says, it always protects. Always trusts. Always hopes. Always perseveres. When I think about this, it really makes me understand where we need to go and what direction love is always taking us. And Paul is coming from this moment where he's right at the end of a very accurate description of what true love looks like. And for the Greek word we hear it all the time, agape is the unconditional love of God. But it's not just the unconditional love of God that is described in that word love, but also it's God's love towards his children and hear this, how he intends for his children to then show that love. So when God gives us, when we think about the agape love of God or just the love of God, it's an honor type of love. They say, God, I don't just receive this love, but I also have direct intentions on showing and reciprocating that which I receive. Because Paul piles on the descriptions to show what Christian love looks like, and he depicts it clearly and how it sets itself up for the good of others and how, listen to this, it is very difficult. He shows how hard it, it, it is to love like Jesus. How, know, how many know it's sometimes hard to love like Jesus? Anybody been in a situation you said, that was Jesus, not me? Okay, y'all so okay, been, been saved and sanctified. Uh, and, and so anybody been in that place like, okay, I know Jesus loved like this, but let me put Jesus out of this one. Let me tell you something. As a Christian, you can't ever put Jesus out of the equation. Every time you're trying to demonstrate your life and how to love, you got to keep God in it or you're going to love wrong. Y'all hear what I just said. Anytime you take God out and say, okay, you know what? Okay, we're going we're gonna to talk. God said, I mean, it's my nature. When you love like me, you forgive, you move forward, you keep pressing, and you begin to show it and you understand it in so many ways because it says here, Paul is really trying to get us to understand that he piles on these descriptions because he knows that it's hard for us to love like Jesus because Jesus' love is inexhaustible. It does not wear out. That's why it's a, it's a protective love because it's always covering us. Because what happens sometimes when we're hurting or we may be feeling a certain way about an individual or we don't like somebody, we'll be quick to pull that cover back. Like, oh, I ain't been to cover you. <laughs> I don't like you. You ain't no benefit in my life. And we'll take that cover. You, you ever had somebody pull the cover from you? You're like, you're like, you left me out here by myself. I ain't got no covering. Cold and feeling bad and feeling all alone. But God loves continue, and that's what that word means in the Greek. It means to cover. That means God even have your back behind your back. Oh, y'all, y'all hear? I'm serious. Like even when you don't, every trap snare that is set. That's why He's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway because He's protecting us at all costs if we stay 
in him. And so as I read this text again and understand it, it lets us know, man, this thing is very hard. But this is what I understand when I read this. God loves not the light and evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects. And when I thought about that word always protect, I thought about God protecting me when I was stupid. Anybody, think about it for a second. Think about your stupid self. You still here because God protected you. The fact you can, Jesus, you can go back and say, ooh, what in the world I was thinking? Or not thinking. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you're like, God, you always was protecting me? Oh, that makes me up. I like, before I even got here, you was, oh. Like, 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 because if God was only protecting me in my now, that means he was only sometime protecting and that's what we miss sometimes. God is never not protecting us. He's always looking out for his people and making sure that they're protected. Think about that time you were driving down the street and you saw that car accident. I just told y'all just last week, my, my wife's uh, um, do, uh, goddaughter got a head-on collision. Every person in the car accident died. Woke up to hear that after um, five of them. I'm like, and the first thing we start thinking about, God, thank you for protecting my babies. Not that, that, not that that young girl didn't have a purpose, whatever her purpose is, God fulfilled it in that moment. And it was sad to her heart. It was like, Lord Jesus, why? And, and, we, and, and, and my, my wife, she began to call our kids because our daughter drive a little crazy. Okay, y'all know her. Okay, her friends over there. <laughs> uh, amen. And I think about our son is about to start driving in two months. <laughs> and, you know what and, and you know what we're praying for? Because how many of parents, we can't always be there? Anybody like some kid over in college right now? Out there, maybe you don't know where they at. Any mamas, any grandmamas got kids, you don't know where they at right now. They may be strong God. Because it don't matter how old they get, you still care about them. And what you be sometime in your at night, you say, God, just protect my baby. Why do we say that? Because we serve a God who always protects. Some of us here on our grandmama prayer, I, my grandma ain't never get a chance to see me do this, but I'm here because of her prayers. Some of us should have been dead. I'm, I'm telling you, we should have been. And these are things that happen in our life to God walking down the sidewalk. I just want you to visualize because when I read this, I have to make it practical. I see angels right there. God bless you, man. God protect you every day, doesn't he? I mean, I, I, we have quite a few conversations. I, I saw your hand up. I just think about your life all the time. Like, God, every day. It's a moment that you show your protection. Because God's covering over your life just simply tells you you got another opportunity to show him, to represent who he is in your life. He said, I, I didn't protect you for you to become beside yourself. Because I, I, you know, I've been, when we was young, sometimes when we got out of stuff, we just kept doing wrong. 
But God didn't protect you for you to continue in what he protected you from. It's a sign to us to say, God, I know it, that's the mercy of God. That's, the, that's, that, that's that providential care of God that says I've been protecting you even before you was, I, I had some, I, when I dispatched you from heaven, I had purpose for you, and so I had to protect that purpose. And I thank God for those moments because the old folks say that he protected me from danger seen. And, oh, y'all yeah, hear what I just said. I was trying to find that, but that, that was the old folks' word right there. Now, the Bible says something in Deuteronomy similar to that, but that was the old folks' He protected me from danger seen and unseen. Okay, okay, I ain't got no organ today. I mean, I can remember, I can, <laughs> I mean, I can hear it like from every danger toils and snares. I can hear the old folks say it. Because it was stuff that you didn't see that God protected you from. And that's what I love about the protective power. That's why when we love God and we reciprocate love, we think about all of these things that he does for us. And it makes us fall in love with him more. And, and, and somebody was asking me the other day, we, I told you on Wednesday night, I was having this conversation uh, with um, a couple of our pastors and staff, and, and you know, we asked the question, you know, like, like, why do I give to God? You know, why do I you know, tithe or give offering or serve, whatever? You know, and, and, and I was trying to remember what I heard like, that made me convinced that I should just go ahead and release my money. And I could not really think of a scripture that really said, okay, you better do that. And what happened was, it's when I understood the love of God. See, you didn't have to teach me, okay, this was, you better give or you're going to have a pocket full of holes or if you give, you're going to be, you know, you, 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 you ain't going to have what you want, you're going to be cursed with a curse. Like, that's not what got me doing it. It's when I learned to love him. And when I learned to love him and I began to think about God, this is what you did for me. You began to do things in my life that I didn't even know you was doing. Man, I've been going, I, I've been through some situation now, current, last year, years ago, that I said, God, I can see your protective power looking out for me in areas I have not even seen yet. And this is amazing to understand. Because although danger seen and unseen, we may not even know that God has protected us from those things. And so I want to also understand that, us, that God loves, also it protects our intentions. How many know that anytime you love with the wrong intentions, you're going to be recognized? You can feel that love that's not intended but for anything but for the person's good. That love, and that's why I went back to verse six, verse, verse six uh, uh, and seven. Matter of fact, verse number seven. Can you bring it back up real quick on the screen? Uh, it says here, verse number seven. It says that uh, it always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, and it always what? Perseveres. I almost said preserves. I know somebody said that. What does anybody know what perseveres mean? Endures, as you said, so keep going continually. To persevere means to continue in your current course of action. So God loves when it protects us, it causes us to continue. It causes us to persevere. But what happens is that the intentions of God, so, because sometimes when we don't understand God's intentions, our intentions will be wrong. 
Like God wants to make, we, so, so in order to love God right, when I look at that, he says he always protects, he always trusts, bring it back up, yeah, it always hopes, always per, perseveres. And so love does this, it always trusts. Sometimes when I don't know what to say, I got to learn to trust God. I have to say, God, I don't know how to deal with this thing. I don't know what to say. I don't know how it's going to turn out. But what I do know is that I trust you. Even when I can't track, trail, or trace you, when I don't know where you are, I say, God, I trust you because what happens when I trust you, I don't see my current circumstance as where I'm going to end up. I start seeing my future because I, love causes me to see past my current circumstance. I begin to stretch towards my future and say, God, if I continue to walk in this love, if I continue to protect this love, if I continue to trust you, if I get into hope, hope says, God, you're giving solidity to the thing I got faith for. I'm going to continue in my current position and my current course of action regardless of whatever happens. Because this is what happens, y'all, because a lot of times when we are loving, we can be taken advantage of. You know, anybody have ever had good intentions and somebody took it wrong? You know, you're like, God, man, I really didn't mean for that to turn out like that. That was, I was really just trying to show a brother some love. Show a sister some love. And it totally went a totally different direction. And sometimes you have to go back to that place and say, God, watch my heart, guard my intentions. And God, let my mind, let my heart be connected to you so that everything that comes from me. Because I found out, man, that even when people take advantage of you, if you love, when, you, when you're protected by God's love, there may be people that come up against you. There may be situation that arises when you're trying to love. God dealt with it. Jesus did. I mean, he came to the earth that he so loved. The Bible says that he gave. And, 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 and this is the thing that kind of gets me when I read that scripture. And it's a very, I mean, just known scripture. It says, for God so loved that he gave his son. And I'm thinking about, okay, he gave his son in the, in, in the thought process of knowing that this son of his was going to have to go through so much. And, and, and I say this frequently that I don't, I know Jesus knew he was going to die just like we all do. But most of us don't know how. You know, most of us, I say this all the time, would just rather die in our sleep. You know, some of us, you the term, I would rather just wake up dead. I say that's not waking up. <laughs> I just want to say wake up dead. But when you think about what he went here, yeah. when you think about what God went through, and I think about, it said God so loved that he gave, and, and that giving, he knew that there was going to be a sacrifice. And in showing that love, everybody didn't receive it. Because in Jesus, in God's effort to give his son, he created enemies. To the point that they crucify him. And I thought about that for a second, like, man, God, Sometimes you try to show love and then folks come cru crucify you. How many know that God will protect you through his love from your enemies? Yeah. Anybody receive that? God love protects you from your enemies. Your enemies. Like, like I found out that loving folks don't always turn out the way you want it to. 
And that's why I looked at this thing again and just begin to understand that this is the last part. We've been talking about love all month. And so as we conclude this moment, it protects. God's love protects us from our enemies because love does not delight in evil, the Bible says. Right there in verse 6. It don't delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It does not like when bad stuff happens. Love doesn't. It don't make it happy, but it knows it happens. But it delight, it rejoices in the truth, with the truth. I don't care who did what to you, God's still protecting you. I don't care about your name, your dignity, your heart, because some of us, we really want to say and do those things that we really want to do, but God sometimes has covered us and protect us from doing things or saying things that maybe we want to say, because I promise you, you, your person that may have come up against you or the situation that come up against you, it will have to take a back seat to you moving forward in the purpose of God, because God will keep those things around to watch him deliver you for what they may have meant for evil. God has a way of turning that thing around for your good because he already protected you from things that you have not even entered to yet. And so that's why you don't have to worry about who likes you, who want to appreciate you, who don't appreciate you. All you got to do is say, God protect my heart because I know that you already got my enemies under attack. Every battle I'm about to face, you already won. Every victory in front of me has already been defeated. I am what? More than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Why? Because I've already submitted to his love that has been designed to protect me. And so I was reading Deuteronomy. This is the last scripture as we go into this new series. I'm in here right now. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, I believe it is, verse number 7. Deuteronomy 28, 7. There you go. It says something that I want to kind of close out this particular moment with because I just wanted you to know we've been talking about it all month that God's love is always covering us, it's always protecting us, and it's always looking out for us, but it also goes before us. It does things that we can't do. And so Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse number 7 says, the Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated. When I talk about God's protection, you'll see all the protective power of God in these next four weeks, how he protected people in the most vicious battles, the most difficult hardships, because his love always protects. And I read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse uh, 7. It says, the Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. They're going to come from you in one direction, but flee from you in seven. God going to scatter you. Matter of fact, when, when God protects you, when people come against you, they won't even know where they came from. Y'all going to get this in the second. I'm going to go into that next week. I promise you. They done came for you. But when they came for you, anybody has to ever had somebody come for you? You see them coming, right? You walk around, you're like, man, I can see that person. They're waiting on an opportunity. Some of y'all dealing with that on your job right now. They got it out for you right now. And you can feel it every time you walk in the room. And I need you to do this this week. I need you to pray for God, protect the power over you. Because what happened, everybody that come for you, with God protection over you, 
will not even know how to get back to where they came from. They're like going to be like, what did I just do? Why I end up coming up against somebody like that? Because I realize when they come for you, they're, gonna, they're not going to know where they came from, and then they're going to have to come back to you. Y'all going to see this in a second. You, same folks, I'm t- I see it all the time. I walk in this grace all the time. This protection all the time. Folks going to come for you, don't know where they came from, they're going to come back to you at a different position. Because they don't realize that where they came for didn't, amen. They came for the wrong one. And when we understand that greatest victories of God, you'll see this protective power of God. And that's why I just want to introduce this moment to us, just to understand that God don't just sometimes protect, he always protects us. Like every battle, you'll see it throughout the text, God's, his hand was on it. Gideon, David, God's hand was on it. And when he protects us, is more than anything that comes up against us. When you love like God loves, you ain't gonna have to protect yourself from people. You don't have to walk around. Uh, I was, me and last was, we was talking a little bit last night, and we were just sharing about how to love people. You know, and, and sometimes people say, Pastor, how you walk around and love people that don't like you sometimes? I say, because it don't matter. I say, because they, they just don't know it until I show it. Some of your enemies are going to turn around their whole lives because of how you're going to treat them. Because you know that God, I know, and I know it's hard, y'all, because you've been hurt. You've been, man, you've been mistreated, and it's, it's, it's the last thing on your mind is to treat somebody that may have hurt you right. They may be sitting next to you. They may be right around you, and you ask yourself, God, Somebody, don't point at your wife like that. <laughs> they did. They were like, ah. I'm serious. And you said, God, I need your protective power over my life. Now, this ain't, they, they ain't, they ain't, they're not your enemy. Now, they're not your enemy. But as you move forward in life, I'm encouraging us all. I mean, seriously, there's some victories in front of us. But I found out that every victory comes by way of a battle. That's why it's hard to love like God loves. It's a fight. To show it, to exemplify it, to represent it. But think about it. Every time we reciprocate it, it's only because we know that we've received it. So I want you to walk in God love this season. As we exit out of this love month, we talked about love probably at least 25 times this month from different perspectives. But as we go into this next place, we're going to see the protective power of God again protect our hearts, protect our minds, but also protect our future. There's some things that are counting on you to get through. And I just pray that you would get through it, that you'll persevere, that you'll understand that, God, I can keep going because you're by my side. You're with me. You have not forsaken me. You have not left me, but you've made a way for me. Amen? Amen. So I'm-